Ladies and gentlemen, once again, welcome back to the hottest show on the motherfucking internet, baby. Just want to welcome y'all back, man. We're going to have a special guest, but uh, I guess that uh, <clears throat> that interview will be postponed until further notice. But we want to thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the VR1 NFT Podcast. I'm your host, NFT VR1. This is where I live, man. I want to welcome y'all back. Um, I want to thank today's sponsor. And um, give me one quick second. If you could please check them out at motionarray.com. That's M O T I O. N-A-R-R-A-Y.com, motionarray.com will be our sponsor for today's episode. Just want to thank you guys for, for passing by. Let me get out of here real quick. We got a fun-filled show coming up for you guys today. Got a lot of cool stuff to cover with you guys. And... um. You know, it's been a minute. I've been handling a few things, and that's what we're we're here to talk about today. Um, give me one quick second. Let me see if I can find. Let me see if I can change this up a little bit. I want to bring you guys back to the blockbuster times. Now, remember blockbuster. This is like lo-fi music. You know, I want to create a nice chill environment. You know what I mean? I can kind of chop it up or chop. But, um... Let me see. Trying to see if this mic is set up properly. I cannot hear myself. Hold on, this is my boy right here. Yo, Morpheus, I'm live in my podcast right now. Let, let me hear you back when I as soon as I finish this segment. I was gonna say bullshit aside, it's good to hear from you, man. Alright. <laughs> Alright, I love you too, bro. Don't trip, don't trip. We're gonna chop it up. I got you. That's what I'm saying, man. I haven't heard from you in a year from this. So it's good to hear from families. So I'm There you go. I'm available 24-7 on the Matrix, dog. Don't trip. I'm right here, bro. Nah, it, yo, my schedule is really, I'm mostly busy in the morning. Other than that, I'm available. And even throughout the day, if I'm being a client, as soon as I finish that client, I, I get back on my platform. So it's all good. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'll finish this like in one to two hours. So in one hour, I'll take a break and then I'll write you back. All right, later. All right, peace out. Okay. Um... That's that's my boy right there, my business partner Morph. So um, yeah, basically, I want to do like a quick recap, right, of everything that's been going on in my world, and really, that's what I'm here to talk about today. You know, I looked at the dates of my last podcast, right? We're talking about April. We're already in June, so that means two entire months have passed. Two months is a long time, especially in the internet world. Give me one second, y'all. Mm. I'm drinking some, 
some tropical punch. Oh my goodness. Off the chain. Hold on. Mm. So, just my sound a little bit. So basically, <clears throat> once again, I want to thank you guys for tuning back in to another episode of the VR1 NFT podcast. And you know who I'm is, and I know who y'all are. I was looking at this cool last fucking Aston Martin before I went live. <clears throat> But basically, so many thoughts and emotions are flowing through my mind. Um, a lot of growth has happened in my life. And um, I think I want to do a recap. Just kind of go through all of these things that you wouldn't think necessarily that, that they could affect somebody. But for me... It brought a lot of dividends home, you know, like I'll give you guys a basic example. I was talking to one of my business partners and we were discussing um, Canada, right? I was actually going to move to Canada. Believe it or not, I was going to move to Canada and <clears throat> a, a sudden change in circumstances made me wait for a little bit before I made that move. Remember, Canada is a whole nother country, right? At the time, you know, I just felt like there were just so many things going on in my life that I just wanted to kind of have a new beginning, right? So, you know, a decision was made, things changed, COVID-19 hit and the border was closed. So I had to kind of change my entire approach, right? I had to change my whole strategy of life and how I was going to adapt to it. Well, it's funny I had this conversation a few days ago because it, it took me back to that decision-making moment where, like, you know, I was literally, like, making a decision that could change and alter the future of my family's life, right? So when I make a decision, you know, when you have a family, it's not the same <clears throat> as if you're like a single person and you're only worried about yourself, etc. Right. Um, by the way, I'm looking at this beautiful Aston Martin. This is from like the James Bond era. I'm going to tell you guys the actual year. It's a 1966 Aston Martin DB6. It's listed for 890000 it's a beautiful full concourse restoration with matching VIN numbers. This shit is ridiculous. It's just crazy. A beautiful fucking machine. So as I'm speaking to you guys, I'm getting my therapy. This is how I enjoy my, my car collection. So, you know, cars put me at peace, right? Cars to me are like spaceships that look fucking cool and we can afford, right? So long story short. I have this conversation, it kind of brings me back, right, to everything that I'm kind of dealing with because it predates those decisions I made, you know, three to five years ago. The biggest thing in my life as of five years ago is that I started a technology company. 
And um, as I had to kind of adapt as technology changed, um, I had to embrace new forms of technology. In, in this particular case, it was NFTs. And um, my whole perspective on life had to change. Everything that that I held dear to myself, everything that was important to me, had to become a completely different priority, you know? So as time progressed and my decisions were made and the world adjusted to uh, things like a COVID-19, for example, you know, the world changed, you know, we all had to change and evolve and, and look for new ways. And being able to focus on NFT technology helped me tremendously for the simple fact that I had all these resources, right? I had all this, all these designs and stuff like that for computer hardware, software. And at the time, I really couldn't put it to good use. So now by focusing on programming the NFTs, that gave me a newfound creative outlet to take control of my music. And of course, my music itself evolved. Um, how did that happen? Well, I was in a moment <clears throat> where I wanted to record a record in a different genre of music, where I would be singing complete songs and I would be doing this completely new genre. So at the moment I was dealing with a lot and um, I found the inspiration to do it and the project came out so well that I pursued that exact um, that exact approach. And by doing so, I grew, I believe the most in my, in my musical career because I already had the ability to record huge amount of music every single day, which I do on a daily basis. But at this moment, I was going even further. I, like I was going to planet greatness, you know? And <clears throat> fast forward to today, um, I apologize, I had to clear my sinuses. Um, fast forward to today, I attribute that as one of the biggest growth spurts in my career thus far for the simple fact that it allowed me basically the platform I needed to expand, to, to develop into the flow that I have right now. And um, I have over 2,000 records with this new flow, with this evolution of my sound. And... Um, it just went hand in hand, like the NFT shit was taking off. You know, I was getting closer to people like Gary Vee, which I've allowed to mentor me, right? Like I, I took digital marketing classes, which I haven't finished because those courses are pretty hardcore. Like I'm talking about 12 hour classes. You know, I can handle four to six hours, but 12 hours, that's, yo, think about it. I would have to break one class down into let's say four hour segments, that's three days. That's a huge amount of time. But it's, you know, the money is in the bank automatically. Once you know that shit, there's nothing like it. Give me one second, I'm gonna take another sip. Oh, 
Oh, man. Once again, shout out to our sponsor, Motion Array at MotionArray.com. So, long story short, these things start to happen. I was developing automotive technology all simultaneously. But, you know, the golden egg, other than my music catalog, is the technology company. I needed a processor. Things fell apart. For all my listeners, you guys already know, have a, a better background. For all you new subscribers, you have to go back to the beginning and kind of tread your way back up to today. But um, we're moving forward like a freight train, so we're just getting started. Like I also see the growth of the music catalog while the growth of the podcast has slightly diminished because it's a different type of content. And it is very time-consuming. It does take a lot of energy and effort, just like everything else. But it's a different monster. It's a different breed. Right now, I'm I'm a little bit over 50 episodes of the new season, right? But the goal is 500 for the real, you know, what would be something that could be released on a Netflix or something like that. Um, which again, I'm I'm nowhere near that stratosphere at this moment. But um, Gary V said, you know what? Shoot 500 episodes and then see what works. Don't determine your success or failure or what you want to adjust with less than 500. Let that be the standard. So I got to go above and beyond. I'm like, no, it's going to be a thousand shows, right? Which I can easily do. I'm still on pace to do that if I can do one or two episodes a day and if I can pretty much cut it down into my time frame. So now let's talk about that. As I was developing NFTs, and the music shit is taking off. The podcast is doing well. I'm doing all, all kind of other businesses, such as real estate, hair care, franchising, shit like that. Shit that I like, right? Now, as this is going on, I'm unable to really do the automotive technology shit. One, because I don't really have the time. Two, because I don't have all the resources that I need. Now, I'm still thinking about it in the back of my mind. Remember, that's how my technology company started. That is the core value of the company. It just evolved into NFTs as time changed, right? The NFTs gave me an ability to bring my music career and my actual music with technology and just go forward with that. And then I can use the money from the NFTs to go back to the technology shit. So I have been pursuing on a business competition level all the technology that Tesla has. Tesla is the biggest competitor that I would have. If I started my company today with $10 billion, Tesla would be my competitor. Obviously, I don't have $10 billion, right? And I'm not Elon Musk, even though Elon Musk doesn't want to be me. So I'm pursuing an opportunity where I can actually work for Tesla as a prototype driver, which is something that I've been trying to land this gig for over 10 years. Due to limitations in my own personal life, I was unable to achieve that goal. But it's still a goal that I had. It's a goal that is still vivid in my life, right? So, long story short, everything is good. I go through the process of securing all my credentials. I actually land the opportunity. I land the job. But according to the supervisors and management, I still have some limitations that prohibit me from joining the program at this time. 
So my application is taken on hold and they're like, all right, clear these things up and then come back because if we submit it as it is right now, you're going to get locked out for more than a year or two to be able to apply again. So it's a small win because I got in most of my credentials, but it's a huge loss because I'm unable to join the, the program right now. And this program, the byproduct of it is that I get to learn this new technology while I'm developing my own and I'm working together in a partnership with many other people such as Aptiv, BMW, um, Nissan, Renault, and Toyota, to name a few. Opportunities that I could not secure on my own. You know, my company is a very, very small business compared to these uh, multi-million dollar firms. So it was a huge blow because financially I had everything geared towards, you know, making X amount of dollars, driving for the Tesla program, learning about the entire infrastructure, hardware, software, and now I had all this money invested into just getting my credentials, right? And I don't even have all of them. I land the job and now the income is not there because the job is not it's not gonna produce anytime soon. It could be a four to six month setback. That's a definite fucking tough blow, man. That shit knocked the wind out of me. So little by little I had to evolve. I had to look for other ways, you know, associate myself with different business ventures in order to be successful, in order to survive, to make it to the point where I could save some money and invest it and continue the process. And the problem is anytime you're dealing with technology, you're going to spend a ridiculous amount of money. And that's the honest to God truth. But, but, but the reward is when you design something in technology that is so breakthrough, when that shit hits, it's not just a home run. That shit is the World Series over and over again. Even if it's only for a few years. But believe me, when it's all said and done, after four or five years of something like a fucking iPhone or iPad, a Nintendo, <laughs> yo, there's no looking back, man. For me, that opportunity was too, too huge for me to, uh, for me to pass up. You know, it was just a phenomenal opportunity that I just could not pass up. And, um, you know, that's kind of where I'm at. So I'm picking up the pieces. Um, on an emotional level, I've been through a lot with my, um, with my family. And, um... You know, I have a family that is loving to a very small degree. When they are loving, it's pretty cool. But overall, if things are not perfect, they are very 
toxic and dangerous emotionally psychologically so the sad reality is is that i had to be in close quarters with my family for close to a month with my younger son at that and it's like you know you go visit some family and you have a horrible experience a few years pass and you go visit them again and it's even worse <laughs> and then you go visit them one last time and you're like I'm never going back to this shit again it, it's a situation like that it is definitely a situation like that so you know after returning back home to be with my with my wife and my kids um it takes about a few weeks for me to know that you know what you're approved, you're ready to go, but there's a few things you need to clear up before we can let you drive. And um, these are things on the personal spectrum, you know, that it's out of the company's hands. And I fully understand. I'm not upset. Um, like I said, this has been like a 10-year goal. So this is not like something that's brand new. But um, I commemorate myself. I pat myself on the back because... I handled it like a man, you know, I expressed my concerns to my friends and my family, but most importantly to myself, I knew that it wasn't going to be easy, but I was honest about it. You know, I had all these dreams built up. I had all these prayers. I'm like, God, please give me the opportunity. And it didn't happen the way that I thought that it could, you know, it just, it didn't work out that way. And, um, little by little, I began by seeking out two or three different business partnerships. I actually secured about five of them. Out of those five, two or three fell through, but two of them have been standing strong. And for me, it has made the entire difference. You know, it has made the entire difference. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, I understand the hierarchy of life, right? Like we can plan shit, but God really has the final say, you know? And when you have a dream as huge as mine is, you're relentless. You just don't give up, you know? You're going to try until you're proven wrong or, or it's proven that it's impossible, but you're not going to stop no matter what. You know, what I'm trying to accomplish could take another year but it won't take 10 years. And I'm perfectly comfortable with that. You know, in my society, there's a taboo of oh, when you hit a certain age, oh, it's over. Like, people really have been programmed to think this way, right, for an entire lifetime. So they don't realize that by them accepting that uh, belief and projecting it onto another person, they're actually harming themselves and the person that they're projecting towards. So for me, it was the funniest shit because I entertained it. I thought it was funny at the moment, but I realized more and more that it highlighted how in our culture, they feel like once you hit a certain age that it's all over, I'm like, none of these people have accomplished anything for me to aspire to or admire. None of these people can tell me what my potential is, period. So once I got over that 
situation, which I, of course I laughed it off, I realized that I still feel in my heart like I'm 17 years old. Not 18, not 15, not 14, not even 16, 17, right after my sweet 16. That's the prime, right? You're fearless. You want to stake your claim in the world. You want to set your tone and your standard, right? That's what you want to do. You're careless. You just, I have a goal and I'm not going to stop until I, I fulfill that goal. And I truly, truly feel in my heart to this day that when you have big dreams, you have to have that resilience. You have to be able to bounce back like nothing happened. So long story short, I go through some really, really challenging weeks. You know, I'm talking about everything physically, financially, emotionally, psychologically. Um, I had to ask my family for help. The same people that just broke my heart a few weeks back. They helped me out, you know, gave me the opportunity to continue fighting back. Don't get me wrong. You know, I'm, I'm on the boat and the boat is sinking, but they threw me a paddle. At least I could, <laughs> I could fucking move a little bit out the way. Right. So now things have started to settle in. Um, my income hit a huge 180, like a, a rebound, like, okay, boom. So now I have extra income, right? Because, you know, I made myself more available and I'm working in multiple businesses. So, you know, hard work pays off. You know, the more I work, the luckier I get, the more opportunities and doors open up. So right at that moment, you know, me and my, and my wife are, you know, we're looking for this house, right? It has to be the perfect house because... We've been through a lot. You know, we're, we're not going to settle for anything other than the perfect house. So we find somebody that is a friend of, actually is the mother of one of my clients. This person that found us a house. That opportunity was good, but, you know, it wasn't perfect. Finds another house. Presents it to us. We're like, all right, let's give it a shot. Um... At first, everything was all good. The lady puts an offer on the table. I automatically knew that that wasn't really what we were led to believe. Let's say that. So I gave it about an hour or two. After an hour or two, I made a rebuttal, right? I made a counter offer, and I came hard because I feel that my first offer is always the best offer. I'm like Marcus Lemonis, right? So that's what I did. You know, that's what I did. And, you know, the offer has been in a stalemate ever since. There was a lot of tension, a lot of things going on in my personal life and in my business life. And um, to not be able to secure that deal was hurtful, but at the same time, encouraging because I knew that this could only mean that I was closer to my goal. This could only mean that I was closer to my, my breakthrough because if I like this property, 
that only meant that God has something better for me. And it's not the it's not the best um it's not the best pill to swallow, right? It's not the best thing to accept. But sometimes you have to have the faith of a child, right? You have to be blind and just say, you know what? I know there's something better. Because I know what I have invested on this journey. I know what I've gained and I know what I've lost. And most importantly, I know who I am. Therefore, all these things are only a test because the true blessing is around the corner. This is the moment of the breakthrough. This is the point where people break down, where people give up, where people say, it's impossible, I'll never do it. But those that power through in these moments are the ones that really become uber successful. And just um, to give you perspective, on average, me not being able to drive the, the prototypes for, for Tesla, I'm losing about ten to 15000 a month. Every month that it takes for me to integrate my company and my technology with theirs, I'm losing minimum. Five to ten grand, maybe fifteen grand, certain months. That is not easy to deal with or accept, but for me it is easy to understand. You know, this is temporary. This is not permanent. This 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 does not um, dictate the rest of my life, right? It just puts a lot of things into perspective. The truth doesn't hurt. It's just accepting it. So once I got over it and I said, you know what, whenever I do have the opportunity, I'm going to be the best fucking driver they've ever seen in their life. I'm going to be the best fucking uh, laboratorist worker <laughs> that they have on this program. I'm going to be the best programmer they got. I'm going to develop the best systems. And I don't give a fuck how much money they make as long as I could put that on my resume. And that was my goal from the beginning. I'm just going to make their shit better with just a little bit of my technology. And that's it. As soon as I accomplish that, I'm gone. You know? So that was my whole outlook. So now moving forward, just getting through the past few weeks has been very challenging, man. Emotionally, physically. Like, I actually got sick a few days ago. Um, I put my body through a lot of stress. As you all know, I had a fucking heart attack last year, so I'm still kind of recovering. Give me one second. I'm going to take a little sip of, of this tropical punch. Mm. So, all of these things, you know, I just, I thank God for this opportunity. I thank God for this moment of clarity. And I just want to like touch base with my fans and my audience ship, right? So that you guys understand, you know, what has been going on in the past few months. And there's so much that I want to discuss with you guys. For example, like in technology, you know, I do a lot of research and a lot of studies, right? In order to pretty much push my company to the next level, right? And I, I drive myself to the point where I, I can only pass out. That's the only way that I stop, right? I, I love learning, right? 
So I realize that the real estate is in the emotional realm. It's in the psychological realm. What we're investing really is our time and energy and really our focus. It's really our focus because the human being processes things and computates certain things, but we also do get a lot of help from digital platforms to simplify it. It's like our brains are supercomputers, right? They never told us this. So now with these digital platforms, all they're doing is filtering our focus. Like, okay, if I'm on social media, I'm on this website. If I'm shopping, I'm on this website. Everything is put into a different slot, right? So I'm doing some market research study. I'm looking into Amazon and Jeff Bezos. I'm looking into Google, Facebook, and all the big tech companies like Apple. And I'm trying to figure out what has been the change in technology because I realize by programming the NFTs, by changing my company from hardware and software to predominantly software more than anything else because it's something I could do faster and easier and I could program on Python and, you know, I'm still learning that Ubuntu shit. So there's, there's a lot of shit that I'm still... I don't have a hundred percent, right? Well, fucking with that shit and then combining my music career, my talent, my business savvy and hitting the fork in the road, hitting the invisible wall and the glass ceiling, which is digital marketing and understanding that now the internet also has highways and slots and bridges and, and gates that all the big corporations own because they get to dictate what they do with the metadata that they mine and collect from all of their platforms. So it's called behavioral, I think it's behavioral computation or something like that. Uh, please forgive me for my computer people. I forgot what the term is because obviously I haven't finished the course. But um, basically, what Jeff Bezos really mastered was the psychology behind human behavior on his site. So based on your activity, like what time you surfed Amazon, what kind of books you purchased, what kind of books you thought about buying, but you didn't buy, or what was your compromise, they were able to dictate to you what kind of books you may be interested in reading. When they developed things like Amazon Prime, they gave you the infinite incentive to return to their digital Walmart because that's what they became. They went from a digital bookstore to a digital retailer of all things. They they essentially became eBay in a better version. Amazon is eBay on steroids with better shipping and everything else. And then with Amazon Prime, you also get entertainment as part of the bundle. So <clears throat> one thing I realized is now me going through this evolution and combining everything, right? I got to take some medicine. <laughs> Me combining all these things, I realized that now I'm a technology company with great content, but my product for sale for direct-to-consumer, for example, are my NFTs. So now I'm in a sea of ships, and each ship is a retailer, and they have products and goods and services. 
and here I am trying to use digital marketing to have access to the masses that exist only online to where the real world becomes the 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 internet world right and the uh the fake world come becomes this physical world right so here we go with the metaverse and facebook is pushing towards and all that stuff so i'm to the point where i have all these ideas and i can simplify them right remember the definition of genius is being able to make something complex very simple but now i'm also limited because i'm constantly dependent on the people around me my my inner circle right my friends family my peers my business partners even my clients i'm trying to explain to them a technology that only 1.9% of the world really understands and to know something is one thing but to be able to apply that knowledge is something completely different so it's limiting my growth because i have to stop while I'm learning all the new shit to stay up to, to, to the speed, right? I'm having to stop and explain it to people around me. And they all have otherworldly things going on in their personal life. Mind you, I'm doing technology. I'm trying to build a company like Facebook where you go to work and you can play video games and just develop ideas, you know? So Facebook has great thinkers, you know? And, and so do, do the Googles and all these other companies. But... um. Basically, I'm at this fork in the road where I'm learning digital marketing. I'm going back to study the story of the internet because now we have Web3. So all these things are coming together. This is all the culmination of where I'm at. And I ask myself how to proceed. The only way I can proceed is through an education. And the reality is, is that the people around me I have to admit and accept that they're not willing to go and get that higher education. Therefore, they cannot be part of my company. Therefore, I need to immediately eliminate my access to them, their access to me, and the time that I spend and share with the people that I care about because I'm building this billion dollar company to be able to take care of them. But trying to take care of them emotionally and psychologically it's costing me too many resources to build the company to be successful. Um, I'm following the advice of like uh, Steve Harvey. He said, disappear for six months. Work on your business for six months nonstop. Really, I would say seven months. Seven days a week for seven months, uh, seven to seven. And you'll see what I'm talking about. That drives the point home. As I'm doing my research and I'm looking at the behavioral data, the metadata, the Google, the Amazon, even NFT technology, it's like this is the fork in the road where I'm at. I know everything about Amazon. I know everything about Google and Facebook and all that. I know everything about NFTs. That's the business that I'm in. How do I put it all together? When in the music industry, they control because they control these outlets. They control, uh, you know, the views, the likes, the clicks, etc. That's where the money is made. Right? So how can I bypass all that shit? 
I'm thinking about, fuck it, I need to just build a YouTube channel. Keep it simple. I need to have an online store. That's going to be my Amazon. Why am I trying to reinvent the wheel? If I need digital DSPs, I signed to United Masters. I just don't know about their their NFT clause. That's what I need to learn about. But what if I just sell my NFTs directly through Amazon? I'm already on OpenSea.io. It's the biggest fucking network of fucking digital retailers. But the problem is driving traffic to that site for the purpose of purchasing my own NFTs. I'm already planning my tour. So that's going to help. You know, one thing is going to support the other. But sadly, I'm by myself. Once again. You know, and the closest person to me has way too many things going on in their personal life. So right now, I have to continue this battle by myself. And the hardest part is taking the time to crunch all of the knowledge. You know? I literally have to begin all my studies all over again. I have to do like a a reset, right? Like I have to, even my music catalog. I have over 2,000 new songs. New songs. That's billions of fucking NFTs that I can program, right? Different kinds, different versions or whatever. And I've been trying a lot of different things. You know, I've been connecting more with my fans the last year than I ever have in my entire career. And um, I also want to bring up a good point that somebody made about networking. Even if it takes a year to make a business partnership happen, to have that patience is very elemental. It's very, it's like a golden rule in today's uh, business marketing world, right? And I also have people I can reach out to that I kind of been cherry picking to say, okay, maybe I'll do business with them in the future or whatever. I need to dedicate more time into that aspect because I realize that I cannot grow from the bottom to the top. Now I got to grow sideways. My network is as powerful as it is. Now I got to connect to your network to have more power and connect to this network and have more power and help this artist or help this person in whatever business ventures are, right? So that's where I'm at. I have to start all over again. And I have to go back through this catalog. I have to do the business side of my record label, meaning all these songs, the majority, I don't have clearances for. So those songs cannot be released on a DSP. But I can make them extremely affordable or free on the blockchain, on Polygon, and as an NFT. So at first, I tried to reach out to two different producers, and it kind of fizzled out very fast. One had a mental, you know, problem, slash drug problem, you know, and hopefully not both. Um, The other one is just... Maybe has a drug problem. Good people, but I can't build a business with situations like that. You know, it's things like that. Like, in what I'm doing, this is not for the faint of heart. Nobody said this this would be easy. This is not what people think. 
you know, this is one of those things that all I could do is take inventory of the last five, ten years. All the investments, all the sacrifices, all the decisions that were made, all the valuable lessons. And just go back to that chamber of pressure when, when I was being forged as a fucking diamond before I, I, I gained this knowledge, right? What was I going through? Who were these groups of people around me that I was dealing with so many issues to build companies that ultimately benefited other people than myself? Now having that conviction to do that for myself. One of the hardest parts for me was keeping all my business partners happy. And I did that to the point where, you know, I put my own feelings aside and it hurt me. It hurt me brutally. Like when things happen to me financially, when things happen to me emotionally, in my personal life, it was no joke. Like when I hit the fucking fan, I hit the fucking brick wall. I fucking crashed and burned. And there was very little that could be done by anybody. I had to pick up the pieces every single time. I became part of a business, became very successful. Very quickly, that business was taken away from me. This person became my enemy. And indirectly and directly, I battled this person over the course of years. All in the end, for nothing. That person saw something in me and in my potential that immediately threatened everything that person had built over years. In a matter of days, they felt intimidated. Instead of saying, we have Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan on our basketball team, they're like, oh no, we have to stop this player from achieving his greatness. He can change the game. You know? So, I'm going to leave you guys with that. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. This has been very therapeutic. And um, it's something that is necessary consciously for me to share with my fans subconsciously because it has been kind of picking away at my soul a little bit. You know, just accepting the fact that I have better relationships on a professional spectrum with people from international waters than I do with the people that I care about and are closest to me. I cannot have the same conversations. You know, last week I was speaking to a young lady from Japan and she's in the NFT space. You know, she's trying to make moves and she's back and forth between Japan and China. And of course, you know, she reached out, she wants to do business, but honestly, I just want to be her friend. That's it. If if it happens organically that we happen to do business, great. But if not, you know, anything I can learn from her or anything I can teach, I'm an open book. Because we're all in this pursuit of happiness, right? We're all in this race for greatness, right? And why not share the little bit, the little 1% of the 1% that I'm learning and that I know? And that is the reality of my life, you know. I've done a lot of amazing small little things that may not mean a lot to the rest of the world. But for me in my heart, knowing my background and where I come from, 
mean a lot to me in my life. You know, mean a lot to me in my life. So now it's about moving forward, you know. And then again, when you have so many choices, it's really hard to select one. You know, do I continue pursuing digital marketing? Do I change my business model for the NFTs? Do I go and pursue the clearances for the songs and put them out on the DSPs and and do mad damage with those records? Because I got some fucking joints. You know what I mean? Then at the same time, do I go open a new office and hire some people, pay them on commission, give them a percentage, right? So that they close those deals. They call the producers, the management companies and say, yo, we need clearance on this record. What we got to do to put it on a DSP and just start flooding the market with these records, you know, like my nigga, I got 2000 songs, man. It takes 10 days to release a record. So, you know, you figure after 10 days, I could do three releases a month. So that would be 36 releases a year. But every release, I'm releasing, you know, 80, 85 records. <laughs> <laughs> so after that 10 day mark nigga 85 songs come out tuesday 85 songs come out wednesday 85 songs come out thursday but in two months it's like hold up we got to change our fucking server this nigga is taking gigs of fucking memory in in his catalog right so the same is true with um with building the actual network right like being able to program all the NFTs on the on that catalog, on those catalogs that I don't have clearances for. And that means facing the monster that is my catalog, going through all the A's, all the B's, all the C's. So if I have a song called Avatar, Always, and There Was You, and whatever, whatever, I have to go through all those records. So all the records will be released like... Let's say I release 100 songs at a time, right? So it'd be like 100 records all with an A. So when they're released on the DSP, them shits is at the top of the list because they're spelled with an A. You get what I'm saying? All these things. And then taking the inventory and the computer, when, you, when you're formatting everything for the programming or whatever, it shows you the count. Like, okay, you have 600 songs that start with an A. You got... 800 songs that start with a B. You got 900 songs that start with a C and like that. And, um, yo, that's just to take inventory, man. That's before programming the NFTs. Then I got to sort through every song in the catalog, find the company, whoever owns the copyright, pursue them, send them an email, text them, call them write them a formal proposal, get it notarized, first class ship that shit to them, maybe have a Zoom meeting with them, come to an agreement, sign the papers, forward that shit to the fucking, fax it and forward it over to, uh, let's say, United Masters, then they got to go through their legal process, then they got to fucking go through all the shit to then release the record. And then... We're stuck at square one, digital marketing, digital promotion. I got to go shoot the video. I got to go perform the song live. I got to have the NFTs ready for sale. And then 
I'm once again in a fucking open scene full of ships that are all trying to sell their songs or their products and services. So it all comes back to digital marketing. And of course, that space is controlled just like a YouTube, a Facebook, Instagram, and a Google. And there's a pay to play option. So now I got to find what are the prices for uh, search engine optimization, et cetera, et cetera, in order to compete with the labels. Now, remember, the label has a percentage of the market and the market has a certain size and volume. And I have to calculate my real world market value based on those figures. So this is a whole fucking process that could easily eclipse the six months or a year that I may have to wait for the setback of driving the prototypes for Tesla, where the money was going to come from to finance the NFTs, where the money comes from to invest in the technology company. So it's all an interconnected system. And I'm an owner, CEO, entrepreneur, creative influencer, all at the same time. So that's not even the tip of the tip of the tip of the iceberg. That's not even 1% of 1% of 1% of 1% of 1%. Yet, I fully understand that this is my, my challenge, right? This is my uh, limitation, right? This is what I have to overcome in order to to be successful, you know? So with that being said, I want to thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the VR1 NFT podcast. I'm your host, VR1. And um, I'll check you guys out next time, man. I greatly appreciate your time. Thank you all in advance and God bless. Always dream big because dreams come true. It happened to me, and I know for a fact it's going to happen to you. I hope that you conquer everything in your path and everything that you touch turns into solid gold. Tune back in next time. We have a very special guest coming up, hopefully in the next few weeks. Um, We'll be discussing some flash shit. And um, until then, I love you guys, man, and and I will keep you updated with what I'm doing. I have a studio session about to start shortly, and um, I'm going to actually give myself some rest, man, so thank you guys. Let's ride out.